You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 204. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today on the podcast, I had the pleasure of interviewing Cody Sanders, and I had an awesome interview with her. Uh, It was really fun. Actually, next week, you're going to hear from her business partner, Jess Toulson, so it's like a one-two punch this week and next, but we talked about hormones. And hormones is something that I get asked about a lot. It's something that is on a lot of people's minds. It's very relevant and related to the health and fitness industry. And if I'm being honest, it's not something that I'm an expert in. And I am more than happy to create boundaries and say, I am an expert in this area and I am not an expert in this area. And hormones are one of those areas that I definitely feel like I I'm just learning alongside of you. And so I invited Cody to come on and to share about hormones and hormone health and how we can focus on helping our hormones to support the goals that we want to achieve. And one of the things that you'll hear on the podcast that I loved most about what Cody presented is she talked about building a team around you of people who can help you to get to wherever it is that you want to go and how really you are at the center of that team. And then you have these spokes and you have the person who's the expert in this area of your life and the person who's the expert in the hormones and the person who's the expert in the lifting and the person like, it's just like building out this team around you of people who are experts in their own realm and then being able to have, but having you at the center of the spokes because you are a unique individual and yeah, that expert is wonderful and they know their their crap about that one unique area, but you are the expert on yourself. And so I just really liked that visual of thinking about your team as the wheel, you are the center of the wheel, and then you have experts all around you. So yeah, I'm an expert in some things and I am not an expert in other things. And I'm more than happy to bring people into the podcast who are. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode with Cody Sanders. All right. Welcome to Cody. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you, Amber. Doing so well. I'm so excited to be on this podcast and talk with your audience. Me too. I was telling Cody before we hit record that um, hormones are really important and I'm not an expert on them. And so I love to bring on other people who are experts so that you can hear from people who are very well-versed and knowledgeable about these things. Um, So before we dive into hormones, tell us a little bit about you (laughs) <laughs> Who are you? What do you do? Why should they people listen to you when you start talking? <laughs> okay, great. Yes, I am Cody Sanders. Um, my background is I'm a holistic health practitioner and a functional nutritionist. So that just means basically that I have studied and have learned approaches on how to address root causes of disease and how to help people um, balance their hormones or help to just be healthier in general um, by using nutrition and lifestyle strategies. And I am co-owner of Mixers, which is a nutritional um 
supplement company that's geared towards women's hormonal health. And we try to give all of the, you know, essential supplements that every woman needs. Um, the one that we are most famous for is a, a product called her time and her time helps women to be able to balance their hormones by addressing root cause of hormonal imbalance, which is nutrition deficiency. That's awesome. Okay. So, um, let's start, like, let's go back to the basics. We're going to go back to like high school and anatomy and physiology. So let's start with the basics and let's kind of get on the same page as we, cause we're going to dive into hormones and different hormones and things we need to be thinking about, but I want to make sure we're all starting from the same page. So what are hormones? We hear that word a lot. Why the heck do they matter? Well, to simplify it, I think the easiest thing to understand is that hormones are messengers. So basically whatever your brain and your nervous system is like picking up from the environment around you, basically what the hormones job is, is to take that message and to be able to go and give orders to all of the systems of our body. So hormones really are the messengers that tell our body how to function. So they have a huge job. It's a big, it's a big role to play. Um, but hormones are basically, yeah, they're like the messengers that tell our body how to, to run. I love that. I had a pathophysiology teacher I remember in college and his big thing was, he's like, your body doesn't want or need or feel or do any of those things. It's all like biochemical pathways. <laughs> so it's like your body doesn't want to do that. It has like a biochemical pathway that then sends a hormone and then it responds. And so he always wanted us to get away from those language of like your body wants and needs. It's like, no, it's just, what is the biochemical pathway? What's being released? How is the body responding to that? That, yes. that is how, how it happens. And to see it all mapped out is so fascinating. And so I love that you have that class. And so you can have a visual with it, but I do think it is easier to just kind of simplify it and be like, yes, it is. It's just basically our body's communication system. Communication. It's how our body I communicates. Yeah. I love it. So uh, a lot of things that people, you know, people have heard different things about hormones. And um, one of those things is that people kind of understand that there's some changes that happen in our bodies, especially around menopause and perimenopause um, with hormones. So can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Like what happens with our hormones as we start to age? No, oh, I'd love to. Yeah. As women, we are just, we are cyclical beings and we have, um, we have hormones that are constantly fluctuating, not just year to year, it's day to day and hour to hour. Right. So, you know, we, we have several different phases of our life. Obviously, you know, we are familiar most with our fertile years, you know, but it's that entering into, you know, right before our first period and then going through our, you know, fertile years and then entering into, you mentioned it, perimenopause, which is what then leads us into menopause. And during all of these different phases, our hormones are building and then declining. And so, to simplify it again, basically what's happening is when we're beginning and starting in this journey, um, our hormones are at really great high levels. Um, and then as we start to get around age 35, um, to 40, all of a sudden, most of our sex hormones start to naturally decline. They should just gradually decline though, um, leading us into menopause and menopause usually happens around the age of 52. That's the average age for women to enter menopause. But Perimen and menopause gets all kinds of attention, right? We hear all mm -hmm. about menopause, right? But perimenopause is really the time where I call it our re reverse puberty. Okay. It's when we're filling all of the things that we did as we were getting, going into puberty and going through puberty. Um, but we're going through it all over again, but in reverse. And it used to be just something that would last maybe two years. 
Um, but now we're finding that there's a lot of women that are beginning perimenopause much earlier and it's lasting a lot longer. So now the average time is between five and 12 years of perimenopause. And that's when we're experiencing all of the symptoms that we're so scared about when it comes to menopause, all the night sweats and the mood swings and the low libido and all of that stuff. So yeah, there, that's, what's going on with our body. It's just kind of a roller coaster of um, hormonal fluctuations. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. So what are some of the most common misunderstandings that women have about hormones? Yeah, I think they don't pay, they don't understand the role that hormones play and how, how big that role is mm. really. I feel like there's so many things that, um, we feel a lot of symptoms. We experience a lot of symptoms, but we never really think through it long enough to think, what is it that is actually happening? And mostly, most of the time it's because there is some kind of a hormonal imbalance that our body's trying to tell us about, kind of wake us up and say, Hey, I need a little extra TLC right here. And so, um, for instance, things like, um, insomnia, right. Insomnia is a big one and it's totally related to hormones. It could be a dysregulation in your stress hormones, right? It could be a dysregulation in your thyroid or your sex hormones. So it's very much, very much impacted by hormone balance. Um, also, you know, stress, um, our, whether we're experiencing, um, really easy periods or really difficult periods. And we're experiencing things like PMS or PCOS or, you know, things like that. All of it comes down to hormones as well as like weight gain metabolism. I mean, everything really is determined by our hormone health. That's so interesting. So how do you start to, as, as a clinician, start to tease apart what is, um, hormone imbalance? What is a natural, obviously there's a a bell curve in terms of like normal hormone amounts and there's not just like a one cutoff, um, versus maybe something that's more of a medical condition. Maybe, I mean, someone's not sleeping. There could be a a litany of things of the reason why they're not sleeping. So how do you as a clinician start to zero in on what you said, like the root cause of something? Yeah. So I do pay a lot of attention to symptoms, but I don't take a symptom-based approach to helping people heal. We dig further. And so we, we try to figure out what is causing the symptoms. What are the symptoms trying to tell us? So I am a big proponent of um, testing and not guessing because I feel like that can be really frustrating when we go in and we're saying, for instance, that we are experiencing insomnia There could be many reasons why we're experiencing insomnia, Um, but if, you know, we could just throw stuff at it and be like, well, here's a sleeping pill or here's some blue light glasses or, you know, whatever, but we need to keep digging a little bit deeper. So in my practice, what we do is a lot of testing so that we can actually get to the, the source of what the actual problem is. And so we can address healing at that root, like we've mentioned. Um, So I think it's just so important for, um, for you to get the right answers and as fast as you possibly can. But at the same time, I realize that there's so many women out there that aren't necessarily going to have the means to be able to get tested. So I feel like if you can learn the language of your, um, of your symptoms and your hormones that a lot of times as women, especially we are very intuitive. And so many times we can kind of figure out if we do a little more time thinking and observing, then we can actually figure out what is the root cause of many of our diseases. That's interesting. So this is just a question that this is me being curious. Um, (laughs) Do you recommend that everybody get their hormones checked or only people who are noticing symptoms? Meaning, are you waiting for a symptom to show up and then going and looking for it? Or are we doing investigative work to like, I don't know, figure out things that are broken before they cause symptoms? 
Yes. Okay. So I, like I just said, I love testing because it gives us a lot of information, but at the same time, do I think every woman needs to go out and get tested all of the time? Um, no, I don't think that. I think that sometimes when we are like overly testing and we're overly looking for things, we're getting so caught up in the thought process that goes behind. Like we can almost create our own symptoms when we yes. do that approach, yes. right? I guess that's mm-hmm. the easiest way for me to say that. Yeah. So I don't always suggest that, but I do want women to understand that any symptom that you have is a sign that there is an imbalance. Mm. So any symptom. So it's, that's the thing. I think so many times we think that um, the symptom is the problem, whether it's migraine headaches or it's, you know, so many things. There's over 100 symptoms that are associated with just PMS alone, mm. right? And so, so many of us just think, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. I have mood swings. I deal with anxiety. I deal with depression or, you know, whatever. And they just focus on that. But what if it really is that their body is not um, feeling safe? Maybe their stress um, system is feeling dysregulated and they're not handling stress in their life, right? So I feel like if you can pay attention to the symptom, you can kind of figure out some of the basic things, you know, that we need to understand. And then if you do need to, you can go in and get testing done Mm -hmm. to be able to discover even further. But I would say pay attention to the symptom first and then go from there. I love it. I think that's great. I think it's really good advice. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about hormones and weight because that's something that I feel like people have, again, have heard things. They've like heard people talk about it, that there's this, this link and it can be very easy to get to this place of like, well, my hormones just won't let me do it. Or my body just, it won't let me do it. And so can you just kind of talk to us a little bit about that relationship between hormones and, you know, trouble losing weight and, and is there any hope for people who maybe are struggling with their hormones? Yes, absolutely. And I love talking about this because I was in the fitness industry for a long time. And so let me kind of back up a little bit back when I I've been in the fitness industry and wellness industry for about 27 years. And back when I first started, um, you know, every study that I was studying and everything that I was trying to implement with um, different clients that came to me for their fitness goals. Um, I was following protocols that were showing that this was like the magic bullet. This was the type of exercise. This was the nutrition plan that you should be following. And I would have male clients that would completely succeed and they would do so great. And I would use the same programs and same protocols for women and they would succeed for a time. But then it seemed like every time it would they relapse and something would happen. And so it was so frustrating to me. And about in 2010, that's when I started um, researching what's called the infradian rhythm. And it's basically what women have, but we've never really had a label for it. We're familiar with the circadian rhythm, right? That's our Mm -hmm. wake and sleep cycle. But the infradian rhythm, only women have the infradian rhythm. It's basically our, um, the four phases of our monthly cycle. And During each of these four phases of our monthly cycle, our body is fluctuating hormonally. And so um, when I was studying this, I was realizing, okay, there's not a one size fits all approach to exercise and nutrition, and especially when it comes to women, because we are such cyclical beings, if we can empower ourselves and understand what is going on with just our natural hormonal um, fluctuations, we can strategize and use um, different types of exercise and different nutrition um, strategies at different times of our monthly cycle, we're actually mm-hmm. going to have so much less frustration. We're going to have better success. We're going to be able to put our body into um, a fat burning, you know, state much easier instead of feeling like we're always working against our body. So I think it's just really interesting. Um, in fact, 
most of these studies, it takes about 30 years for studies that have been done to be able to come to the forefront for us to finally read about in all of our favorite magazines and things like that. Um, and it wasn't until 2005. So not that long ago. Some of your listeners are like, maybe they're just born that year. I don't know. But to me, that seems like that was yesterday. So this is crazy. But it was in 2005 that they finally made it mandatory to include women in fitness studies. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I mean, so it actually doesn't surprise me in the slightest. My husband works in women's health and it's just like the the research is way behind everything for men. It is. And, and we wonder why we're so frustrated. You know, yeah. we, we want to follow the keto plan or we want to follow whatever, you know, whatever it is. And we're like, everybody seems to have the greatest results. And why am I not? Mm-hmm. Why do I seem to be gaining weight? The more I, harder I'm trying, you know, then. And so it's so frustrating. And it's because men are easier test subjects. They're just not, they don't They're fluctuate. Yeah. It's like no either. fluctuation. Yeah. So you can totally understand why, you know, they're like, well, this is easier for us to get results, but it's important for us to understand that because if we follow the same strategies that are outlined for men, we're never going to get the results that we are thinking we should be getting. Cause we're not just little men. Yes. We're totally unique beings so or women. So we need to address things in a different way. So find, if you are a woman that's trying to lose weight, trying, has certain fitness goals, body composition goals, I really highly suggest working with a practitioner or a personal trainer that is very well-versed in understanding how the female body works. Mm, It's good. So good. So are there ways that we can naturally support our hormone production? Yes. And if so, what are they? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. The easiest thing to say is our body is always in survival mode. Okay. So, um, the messages that our brain and our nervous system are giving our hormones, then that are giving the messages to the rest of our systems comes from how we are perceiving the world around us. Okay. So it's so important because we are living a much different life than people lived a hundred and so years ago, right? Not that people back then didn't experience stress. It just wasn't chronic stress. It wasn't stress every minute of every day, which is what we are, even though we don't always recognize that as stress, but we are living in a very chronic stressed out state. Mm -hmm. And that is right there. One of the reasons why we are experiencing hormonal imbalance is that we're chronically stressed. The other thing is, is that, you know, we're experiencing different than people did hundreds of years ago is that we live in a very toxic world. There weren't necessarily toxins that people were exposed to on a daily basis. And it's in our food, it's in our water, it's in the products that we're using on our body. It's, you know, it's all these things. It's really hard for us to avoid toxins. And it's hard for our body to be able to keep up with the detoxification processes. And so I'm telling you the reasons why we have hormonal imbalance. It's these three things. The third thing is that we don't get all of the nutrients that our body needs. Um, We're not growing our own food. And even if we did grow our own food, the seeds and everything in the soil that we're growing them in are all depleted now. So it's really hard to get all of the nutrients that our body needs, those building blocks, in order to help our body to function optimally. So we have kind of these three strikes against us. And that's the doomsday part of it. What we can do, though, is try to minimize the effect of these three things as much as possible without it making us more stressed out, right? So, you know, trying to do things to help to balance your stress levels um, by giving yourself safety signals as much as possible. So, yes, it's so important to exercise and to push yourself, but don't overdo it, especially if you're a woman, okay? Okay. 
especially if you are in your menstrual phase, like it's not the time to go big or go home. That's not the time to do it because that is a form of stress. And you're putting yourself even more into the fight or flight state. Take time to rest, take time to sleep really good. Make that a huge priority. Take time to be creative, take time to have fun, cuddle, all of those things that give your body that safety signal. That's going to help you to combat stress. Also reducing things in um, like sugar, caffeine, things like that. These are all triggers. They they trigger that fight or flight response as well. The other thing is, is try to reduce the amount of toxic exposure that you have. So being really choosy about the foods that you're eating, if you can, try to find the organic options that are out there. Um, if you can filter the water that you're drinking, um, try to avoid using plastics, for instance, that's a huge one, plastic and all of the cosmetics that we're using in the you know chemicals are in that huge hormone disruptors. They're causing all kinds of hormone havoc. So things like that. And then using smart supplementation is the other thing that you can do to help make sure that you are getting the proper level of nutrients. So eat healthy. Yes. Eat all of the real natural foods, get as many vitamins, minerals, micronutrients that you can through real food, but everybody is going to need a good quality supplement in order to fill in the gaps. That's awesome. Thanks for, yeah. Thanks for giving us like some actual tangible things. Yeah. I always like people to be able to walk away and be like, okay, I can, <laughs> I can do something now with yeah. this knowledge that I, that I just learned. So at what point did you suggest moving beyond, you know, natural hormone supplementation or, or things like we're talking about with this, like first entry level, manage your stress, like have a good supplement, like things like that. When do we move to like medical intervention and what does that look like? Yeah. So medical intervention, obviously there's always a time and we're so grateful that there's so much information that, you know, and so many great resources that the medical world provides for us. But you have to remember too, that the medical world is a symptom-based approach, unless it's surgery, right? Unless it's surgery, which is also sometimes dealing with a symptom as well. But it's so important for you if you are going to go down like a medical route and for instance, use medications or use um, some type of hormone replacement therapy or something like that, that you don't think that that's the end all be all. Okay. I think too many of us think this is healing me. This is going to fix the problem. It it's just really like managing it for a while. It's, a on <laughs> yeah. it. it's really putting a bandaid on it. So you still have to do the work. You still have to do those things that I just mentioned. Okay. That's actually where the real healing is going to come in. So that natural, like the things that we can actually do on our own is actually the best medicine that we can possibly give ourselves. Yeah. So what about for somebody who has um, something like a hypothyroidism? Is that always, is there, I guess my, my question is, is like, is that always something, and maybe, maybe the answer is that you do it in tandem, right? Is like you have the medical intervention and you do it in tandem with these other like holistic things that we can do ourselves. But um, I guess helping people to understand um, that where that line is of like, how much can I do myself? How much is like my body? And there's mm-hmm. things that are broken. And, you know, you're, to your point, like if we're, if you're taking Synthroid, cause you have hypothyroidism, that isn't fixing you, right? That is, it just like, it's, it's managing you, right? It's, it's a supplementation that's managing you. It's not going to fix your thyroid. So kind of talk to me a little bit about that line and how you walk that with clients and helping them to feel empowered to like do things to, to help, um, but, but work with like the medical issues that are involved as well. I love that word empowered because that's what I feel like as patients, we need to feel more than anything. That's the thing I want women and men, everyone, but I, you know, our audience at the, it's her time podcast. And I think your audience is mostly women. So, um, 
is I want you to feel empowered and be and learn how to be your own best advocate. Okay. So, and know that if you do bring on um, a doctor or whatever, somebody that's a, a hopefully, you know, health practitioner, we'll say that um, on, they're just a member of your team. Mm-hmm. So think of it that way. They're being a member of your team, but they're not going to be the only member of on your team that you need. Okay. So there are definitely times. So we can talk about like thyroid imbalance and things like that. So if I was to create a team around somebody that's dealing with hypothyroidism, for instance, I'd want them to have somebody that understands like hormone health. So an endocrinologist would be a great person on your team. Um, somebody that understands the nutrition side of that. And that's huge because there's so many of us girls that are dealing with hypothyroidism that really are dealing with gut imbalance. Okay. And that's where it's stemming from. And so you need somebody that's not just going to only understand how the thyroid functions. You need to understand how the gut is functioning and how it's playing a role. Also somebody who understands the liver and how it's functioning and how the detoxification processes are supposed to be working. So it's getting a team together. I think that's most important. And the best and most important part of the team is you. And you need to understand and and trust that you are going to have um, kind of feelings that come of things that you should be doing. And you need to trust those gut feelings and then take them to your team, take them to your medical team and, and, and get their advice because they are, they are experts in their field. But I think that's my best advice. And I hope I'm answering your question. I just feel like it's not... I just feel, I see so many of the people that I worked with. So the way I used to run my practice is that I would work hand in hand with a lot of um, medical doctors. Um, Many times they would tell the what, this is what you're dealing with, but they never had the time to say, this is how you deal with it. So that's when they would pass patients on to me. And then I would take that patient and say, okay, we know what's going on and this is how we're going to help you heal. So we would implement some of these things that I've talked about. We would, whether it was just through nutrition and exercise, or if there was some energy work that needed to be done, or if there was some um, mental health work that needed to be, these things are the things that I'm talking about as far as forming a team. That's good. I, I mean, I love the idea of a team. I think that it's, it's such good advice. And one of the things that you really said said that stuck out stuck out to me, and I want to make sure people heard it, was that the most important part of that team is you. Yeah. And I think that is such a it's a beautiful way to like kind of encapsulate this. Is like yes, there's there's medical providers and there's holistic providers and there's energy work and there's like mental health and there. I mean, it all it's all important. It's like not none of those are like more important than another. And so it is about surrounding yourself with a team of people who are maybe experts in different areas, but at the end of the day, you're the expert on you and yeah. you are the, you're the center of that, of those. You're the whole. Yes, exactly. You're the whole. Yeah. You're not just one system. And so you're the whole. So, yeah. you know, you can find experts that understand certain individual systems, but it's not just going to be, you're not going to have great success if you only focus on one system. Yeah, that's really good. So, um, as as we're you know kind of wrapping this up, um, and you're thinking back on our conversation, um, is there anything that you want people to take away from this about hormones, about hormone health, about how they can be empowered and and take this you know take this and run with it in their own lives that maybe hasn't been teased out yet that you want to make sure before we leave, I want you to know this about hormones. I love it. I feel like we have had such a great conversation, but I think that it's so important. Like, I feel like my message that I constantly am wanting to share with women in particular is that you are your own best health advocate and that you do, do have a lot of, um, I feel like we get gaslighted a lot of times. I think this is why this is a sensitive thing to me because I deal with so many of my clients that have gone and sought out medical help 
And then they've gotten gaslighted and been told that they are crazy or that their symptoms are just part of being a woman. And I feel like that is something that is so frustrating to me and yeah. it's not true whatsoever. Um, you know, my, my focus and my passion in the company that I, um, co-own with Jess Wilson is our focus is to help women understand that they're not, they're not made to suffer. They're not made to suffer. In fact, the, the things that they're suffering with are just your body telling you that there's something that you need to address. And so learning how to understand what symptoms are telling you and learning how to build a team around yourself so that you can get that support and not be made to feel like you're a crazy person because you say that you're, you know, I I'm exercising and I'm doing everything right, but I'm still not losing weight. Like how frustrating is that to have somebody look at you and tell you, um, you must be eating too much or you might not be working out hard enough when really what it's coming down to is you might be not eating enough and you might be working out too hard and it's your hormones that are trying to keep you safe. They're, they're helping you to survive by adjusting your metabolism. So keep digging, keep digging girls and don't just take one answer, you know, from one health expert um, as the end story, because that's not true. And if something feels like it's off and something doesn't feel like it's right, then you are right about that. And you've got to just keep asking questions. You've got to keep searching for the person that's going to be able to help you. But the person that can best help you is you. And I just really want women to really understand that, that really you do have the power, everything that you, your body knows how to heal. It knows how to do it naturally. Your body's never fighting against you. Um, but you are the one that helps to like create the environment and the place and the ability for it to heal. So I just want women to remember that. I love that so much. All right. Where can people find you if they're wanting to, to connect more? <laughs> I would love for people to connect more. I love it. Um, you can reach us. I, we have a, an Instagram account over at Mixers at Mixers and it's M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Or if you wanted to connect with me personally, my personal account is at Soul Happy and Healthy. And you can reach me there. I have all types of different DMs that come in every day. I love to help answer questions for people. We also have a podcast that it's Her Time podcast where we go into deep dives about all things hormonal health and happiness for women. So that's a great place for us to connect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cody, for sharing your, your knowledge and your wisdom. And we'll link everything up in the show notes so you guys can, can find all those links there. Thanks, Amber. I hope that you enjoyed that podcast episode with Cody. I had such a fun time having a conversation with her. And she told me afterwards, she's like, I didn't know how sciencey we wanted to get. And I was like, girl... All, all the science, the more science in my, in my book, the better. Um, I always, I always love to dive into the science. She's like, I don't, I don't know how people respond to that. Sometimes people don't want to go too sciencey, but I feel like if you're here on some level, the reason that you're here is because you do enjoy the science. So hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully it gave you something to chew on and think about in terms of hormones and health and maybe how this can be a piece of the puzzle. I, I really think it's important to emphasize that there is no one piece to the puzzle. And I think Cody would agree with that. It's like nothing is the magic pill, not hormones, not what you eat, not what you exercise, not sleep, not like anything. None of it is, is the thing that is going to make the difference. But when we can get as many of these things aligned as possible towards the goal that we're trying to achieve, our success uh, skyrockets that much more. So thanks for being here. If you love the podcast, will you do me a favor and just take five minutes? It's not even five minutes. Like 
two minutes and leave a rating and review on iTunes. It's one of the ways that you can say thank you for all the free content that I put out and it really does help the podcast to grow. So thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing the podcast and um, you know giving it episodes to your friends and putting it on your social media. It really does make a difference. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.